0: Well, I know many of you listening are probably waiting until you go home for the holidays to get that routine checkup that you've been putting off. But maybe it's time to start getting a physician in the area that you live, and you can do that with ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated doctors, patient-reviewed doctors, and specialists. You can filter specifically ones out that take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition under the sun. These doctors are all verified reviews from actual real patients, not bots. The average wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 and 48 hours. That's it. Go to ZocDoc.com slash V-I-A-L-L and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash V-I-A-L-L ZocDoc.com slash V-I-A-L-L what's going on everybody welcome back to a new and exciting episode of the Vile files ask nick edition i'm your host nick joined by the household of Allie, amanda and justin in the studio at the controls ladies are remote today how's everyone doing
1: i gotta say my heart is so full i am remote because i got to go to my cousin's wedding in new york and he actually, this was a wedding like many years in the making because he was diagnosed with cancer. And so they had to postpone it while he was going through chemo. Oh my God. And it was just the most like triumphant occasion. Everybody was so excited to be there. Every single cousin showed up. It rocked.
0: Wonderful. Allie, how are you? How was your weekend? Did you go to the Minnesota Vikings game?
2: I did. Yeah.
0: And did it was you, a
1: good
2: game.
0: Did you like your outfit? I know you We beat some... the Saints. You did. Yeah. I did.
2: I did like my outfit. Thank God. And I got multiple compliments from people in the stadium. People asked where I got it. They said they'd never seen it before.
0: Are you guys like season ticket holders?
2: No. No. Well, fuck but then. <laughs> my mom, my mom's company built the stadium. Oh. So they have a box in it because they built it.
0: So basically anytime you guys want to go to a game.
2: I don't know how frequently we could go if we wanted to but i was just thankful that someone's husband or wife couldn't make it because i just slid on in
0: nice <laughs> nice any uh big takeaways
2: i do have a reminder set on my phone for december let's find it december 11th that says see if joshua dobbs posted his girlfriend on instagram for her birthday if
1: not dm him <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you are the
1: most organized woman I've ever met.
0: She schedules her shots, her shooting of the shots. Yes.
1: <laughs> it's a timed gun.
2: And he's done it two years in a row, and I need to know if he'll do it again, because I'm not trying to, like, be a home wrecker. I just want to know.
0: Uh, whoever Josh Dobbs' girlfriend is, just watch out. Ellie, Allison Martin is coming for your man. <laughs>
1: something about saying Allison as <laughs> it's like I'm quaking and I don't know this woman.
3: <laughs> uh how was your weekend Justin? It was good. I kind of just relaxed. I went to a wedding last weekend so this is my recovery weekend. Mm, lovely. Was what, what, what how did you recover? Just literally just sat around. Love that. Clean my room. Did you watch any housewives? I watched some Beverly Hills. I watched the first two episodes, but it's a little boring compared to last season so far. It has to warm up. Yeah. You know. So we'll see. Okay.
1: I was going to say, Justin, on the topic of I don't know the wedding you went to last weekend, what was the dance situation like? Like, did they choreograph their first dance? And in general, what is the household's thoughts on the choreographed first dance?
3: At least for the wedding that I went to, it was a Filipino wedding. So it's like there's not really dances like there's a thing called a money dance. And basically like the bride and the groom are just standing there. And then we put money on them and we dance with them. But there's not really like a like Uh, there there is a first dance, but there's nothing choreographed.
0: Okay. I I find them to be generally. Obnoxious and
2: and no one's having fun. Like I there was one that I went to like a year and a half ago and the bride choreographed it. And I didn't think that anybody was having fun. It, It was stressful. They were trying to remember all the steps. Right. It was intense. Uh, I didn't have fun watching it. It didn't seem like they were having fun doing it. Thank you. I, <laughs> yeah.
0: I just feel like generally it just doesn't like, what's the point kind of to Ali's point. It's like, this isn't like dancing with the stars. Like no one usually shows up with a routine that some sort of like, oh my God, like, wow. Like bust out your phones. This is so good why can't we just do the whole like arms around each other and just rock back and forth? Like, I don't, is, is the first dance an opportunity to like entertain and perform? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, I, I always find them to be a little It's like awkward. a trust fall. <laughs> explain, explain.
1: Okay. So I, and granted I'm coming off of an amazing first dance. It was choreographed and it was so earnest and they clearly practiced enough. And you could see like, at a few points, you could kind of tell that they were like in their mind, keeping track of the choreography, but they were still very present. At one point, he lifted her up and everyone was like the crowd went wild. And so in that sense, I feel like it was like it was a very there was just a level of vulnerability of like, we're going to try to do this. We're going to do our best. We are two adults who are not necessarily dancers like I'm my male cousin, Ben. I've like never seen him dance before. Like, I, it was shocking to see him like go for it. And it was such an endearing new side to
4: him.
0: I guess I would have had to have been there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ch- take your word for it that they pulled it off. But yeah, I just feel like what a weird time to like let us know that you can dance. I, I feel like it's supposed to be like you're in love. You know, maybe give us a spin, like a dip if you want to practice that. Yeah, you know, but I don't need a whole yeah. like routine.
2: Am I am I gonna be kicked out of your wedding if I bring Dancing with the Stars paddles
5: for each of the dances?
3: <laughs> That's kind of a must. I mean, I,
0: I don't see a world when you're kicked out of our wedding, but
5: Oh.
0: <laughs> you are really, well, not for that. You'll definitely get a like a, a Nick Vial special when it comes to like my looks of death, which I'm sure you are all very familiar oh. with, of like kind of like a what the fuck. You might get one of those.
2: Okay. I
1: can live with that.
0: No, I know. You, you do.
1: <laughs> for the sake of the show and only the show, I think it would be amazing if one of us got kicked out of your wedding. <laughs> Imagine the it's awesome Like, this isn't intro. personal. I'll see
0: it at work on Monday, but you need to get the fuck out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Respectfully remove yourself before security removes you.
2: It'll just be one of us, like, stumbling around the bars of Savannah. Like, well, I came
1: for a wedding. <laughs> Uh. You're all still there. <laughs> are you, do you, Natalie, like, do you have the first dance song picked out? I know you're not going to reveal it or anything, but like, w- at what stage of planning are we at with that for your wedding?
0: There's been some discussions about a first dance. Natalie has thrown out some ideas. I like them.
2: I threw out an idea. Months well, ago. actually, we,
0: we have. So <laughs> I, how can I, what, what was that idea, Ellie?
2: Clearly <laughs> <laughs> everything I've done for this wedding has been so memorable. Nothing has been written down. I wanted that one where he's like, uh, you know, the one I'm talking about where it's like, it's literally starts out and he says, Georgia. And I was like, how perfect. That's a good song. What is that called?
0: Who sings that? Yeah. I know exactly you know what one. you're talking about, but.
2: Georgia. <laughs> um, Are we singing the same song?
0: <laughs> all right. I want to actually, you remind it, like we actually put some thought into it. And actually, Nellie and I had a rich discussion about this particular topic. So I think the the leading song. um is by a, an amazing vocalist. I'll just say that. Like, it's a type of song where hard to replicate. You know, if you've ever watched American Idol or any of these singing competitions, there's some songs, like, for example, like Whitney Houston. It's not Whitney Houston or Mariah Carey. It's not Mariah Carey. But if you were to try to do one of those covers, like, people listen with a little bit more like, oh, you're going to, okay, let's see if you can pull this off because... old. Yeah, right, right? Like, even people with great voices have a hard time singing these two types of of songs right so natalie also has a we're having a a lady perform at our wedding and she is an incredible and this this lady it's not allison um not allie
1: it's allie
0: (laughs) allie was pointing at herself it is a woman that's friends with natalie's sister who has she's a performer she's She's like a local legend, beautiful voice. She, she truly has, a, God touched her, her, her vocal cords in the best possible way. And <laughs> Nally's idea is to have this person sing our first dance to this artist. Let's say Mariah Carey. It's, again, it's not Mariah Carey, but I don't want to give it away. I said, babe, I don't know if that's smart. Now, I want this lady to perform. And I'm open to have this song be our first dance. But I said, I feel like we should just play the song. You know, we're not having a band. We're having a really great DJ essentially play the music for our wedding. And I said, well, here are the two scenarios, right? One, either she sings, but it's just like not as good as the original. Or she knocks it Mm -hmm. out of the park and then all of a sudden our first dance isn't about us. Everyone's going to be like, "Holy shit. Look at her sing. What a what a beautiful rendition of this song." So, I'm just like, I feel like if we want her to sing a song, it should shouldn't be something where if she does pull it off, our minds will be blown. I think it's our first dance. Our focus should just be on us. We went to like And we met our friends, Matt and Patricia got married a couple weeks ago. They actually had a live band, but for their first song, they just played the song. I feel like if you have a song, you just should play that song. And this, you know, the focus isn't about the song. It's about the couple dancing, right? Because that's your first dance. So we're kind of working through that discussion. And uh, what do you guys all think about that?
3: I will say the wedding I went to, they had a live singer, but she was like hidden. So like she you, oh. you could hear her, but you couldn't see her. So when they were walking out, you're kind of just forced to listen and look. I would like to have this lady sing at our wedding, some
0: type of song, and then maybe sing at the ceremony, but just not our first dance. And certainly not if, if we're going to pick this iconic artist song where the attention is going to be on the singer, not on us.
6: I was going to say- I just say, don't think it's going to be
2: on the singer. Again- It's your first dance.
0: If this lady crushes it it's like imagine someone again a, a mariah carey song a uh, a whitney houston song a celine dion song and someone comes out and fucking crushes it and you wouldn't be like holy shit that was fucking great
2: yeah but it's all encapsulated in one moment together so i'm wrong i think you'll pull focus regardless of how good they sound i mean i hope they sound good I mean but it's th- all this woman together is together in like very one talented. beautiful moment. I don't
0: know if she can sing this particular song, but she is incredibly talented.
1: I think she would be great as like maybe the, if there's like a father-daughter dance, mother-son dance, like what a, however, like if there's like if you guys are dancing with family members, it seems like she could be amazing for that cuz then you could still have your first dance song, that's your top choice. You don't have to worry about like a show-stopping, show-stealing vocal performance, and then you can still have like this very like sentimental, beautiful moment of live music
0: later. Hmm. Do you think we should have her send us a demo of this song?
1: Jesus Christ. (laughs) No.
0: Why? It's like, this is the song we want. Can you sing it?
1: But what would you do if you decided not to go with her? Like, would you not feel a little bit bad?
0: (laughs) Yeah, there is that. No, you're right. You're absolutely right.
1: Unfortunately, you're like, you did not get
2: the golden ticket to Hollywood. I'm so sorry. You are not the next American Idol.
0: Anyways, let us know in the comments. I'm I'm curious. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I, I definitely could be wrong here. Maybe I'm underselling the love that Nellie and I have for each other and and, and the and our and the love that the, the our, our guests will have for us. But you know, maybe we should just let her crush it. But you know, like everything we're doing at our wedding obviously is gonna be content, right? Like so is it just safer just to press play and dance? Although, if she does crush it, it'd be really something.
1: Yeah, like if that video goes really viral of this performance, Mm -hmm. and then everyone gets to see and they're like, who's that
5: strapping young couple (laughs) dancing?
0: Maybe. Um, Yeah, it's this wonderful older lady from a church choir who's full of soul and has a rich, beautiful voice.
1: I love gospel music so much, and it's something that has not necessarily
0: been a part of my life
1: as somebody... Um, who is not worshipped in a space where there has been gospel. I
0: mean, they don't have gospel Every music I at I the synagogue. It, always,
1: there's beautiful music, but I don't think you could call it gospel music. I know. Gospel feels like it's like. Well, now we know what Nick and Natalie are doing in their, for their first dance. It's
2: just going to be Amanda and I being like, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amen.
0: <laughs> it's not gospel. We're not having gospel music, but the singer is from has a, a, a gospel uh background all right well anyways we won't be we we will not be doing a choreograph a, a, a choreograph choreographed dance yeah do we have a writer enter we do take it yes. away
5: all right <clears throat> a writer inner says
2: i'm wondering if it's normal to never fight with your partner i've been in a relationship with my boyfriend for over two years and living together for one We have never had a significant argument or hardly even a miscommunication or disagreement. We are generally both agreeable people and rarely have any drama in our separate lives as well, though we are kindly confrontational when necessary. When I hear about people fighting with their partners, I genuinely don't understand how people find themselves in a situation that could warrant a fight. And Nick's advice to fight fair with your partner has never resonated with me. Is this a flaw of my relationship or a signifier of a future apathy towards the relationship? It's
0: a great question. I guess it all depends on the individuals. My big question would be like, do either of you in the relationship ever feel like you're you're not understood or seen or heard? Often people who are agreeable or focus on, you know, their people pleasers, for example, they just keep their mouths quiet. They don't share their opinion because they're more focused on you know keeping harmony rather than you know working through their conflict so i would have to ask this person a question it's like do you ever feel like you just bite your tongue for the sake of harmony rather than communicate any frustration you have with your partner but maybe there's a world where this this particular couple they really are communicative they don't let things fester they are not passive aggressive they never get in a bad mood you know and take it out on their partner you know because sometimes couples who are comfortable with each other, often do that. I don't know what it was yesterday. Like Natalie asked me like a question and I kind of like answered her in a really like inappropriate, like I was just like clearly frustrated slightly. I was like, I don't want to do this. And she's like, why are you talking to me that way? And I was like, I don't know. I'm so sorry. You know, because I was just like, she caught me in a mood where I misunderstood the question and it required me to apologize, you know, just be it wasn't a big thing, but I guess that's how in relationships fights can happen because you're constantly with each other and you can't read each other's minds and life happens and that person who you're in a relationship with is always the person to, for you to vent to, to talk things through and if they're not in the same kind of headspace that you're at, there can be miscommunications and misunderstandings which leads to conflicts and fights. So if this particular couple never fucking fights, they're either one Super understanding, both empathetic, you know, and both very communicative at the risk of, you know, willing to have some uncomfortable conversations. Like, I guess I'd ask this person, like, have you even had an uncomfortable conversation with your partner? Because if not, I would just, I I would just, what, what do you think, if anything, that you and your partner aren't talking about, you know? Like, are you on the same page about life plans? Like, what you want? You know, what are your pet peeves and non-negotiables? You know, they, they live together now, so okay. So, what what are the goals of the relationship? Like, I would expect this couple to to crush it, like on the newlywed game, so to speak. you know, the whole like, what is what's your partner's, you know, bad habits? What are, what do they look? You you must know everything about your partner. And you can read their mind to avoid any type of miscommunication and things like that. And overly communicative, you know, because think of all the things that we've talked about, about relationships that create stresses and conflicts, money, sex, chores, things like that. You mean they've discussed all of these and they're totally on the same page with everything? Some couples are because, again, they just over communicate and they don't worry about, you know, the, you know, temporary awkwardness about a particular topic so you know one it's one of those two i don't know
1: something about this message kind of gives me the vibe of like these are just two very mild mannered people and i feel like it's pretty rare but i've met a few people in my life where i just like i really understand how like it's just really hard for stuff to get under their skin and i think especially if you find somebody who's the same in that regard and you're both on the same page like I can see how it would happen without it being some glaring issue or like oh you guys are both checked out and don't even care enough to fight which just seems to be like what the writer inner is worried about when they say is this a signature future apathy towards a relationship like I just feel like I know a few like every now and then I'll meet in extraordinarily like I don't know like I want to say gentle soul, but it's like I have friends who are very gentle and can still have their feelings hurt. It's just like someone whose feelings like just don't get hurt in a very external way that much.
0: Yeah, maybe. I guess my only advice to this writer inner is don't cherish the fact that you guys never fight. And and what I mean by that is like this isn't some sort of streak that you have. It's like, oh, my God, 365 days without ever fighting. Let's keep it going. Because at some point, at some point, you two will not be on the same page and at some point that you know it won't be so easy to just say your opinion and have the other person be like yeah no totally agree just be prepared for that moment and be prepared for a moment where you're you aren't on the same page and you have to work through it and working through it requires some back and forth and having some disagreement and just be willing to still speak your mind at the risk of potentially frustrating or upsetting your partner don't get into a trap of being so agreeable that your needs are not being met and don't trick yourself and lie to yourself that they are being met because you guys never fight you know so like just don't cherish this this streak that you have so much that you forget to communicate because sometimes fighting is a form of communication like it can often get toxic and, and unproductive but they often say like a sign of a healthy marriage isn't isn't a lack of fighting. And oftentimes, couples who don't fight uh, is just two couples who aren't communicating effectively. So it's really hard for us to like, know which one this couple is without having talked to them. But you know, just be aware of the fact that any, a lack of any fighting whatsoever might be a sign that both of you aren't totally speaking up a- and, and communicating how you feel uh, because you want to avoid disagreements. So just be mindful of that and go from there.
1: Sometimes I feel like I have the opposite problem in the sense that I will forget that it's normal to have like friction with your partner. Like I was visiting one of my best friends from home, just moved in with her boyfriend, like super long-term. I think they've been dating for like seven or eight years. And they're so happy together and it was so great getting to like meet him and really hang out with him. I hadn't spent a ton of time with him before. And it's like, they're just a, a magnificent couple. And they still had a moment in the kitchen where he was like, I'm going to put this in the trash. He was like, don't use that trash. Use that one. You know, like, like this brief kind of tense exchange. And it was such a non-issue. But I realized that if I, when that happens to me, I get, I'm like, I get worried. Like yeah, I read true. into it a yeah. little bit and I'm like, something's wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's pretty common. And I think if you're one of those, I feel like I would categorize Natalie and I like the, the area where we don't, we rarely fight. But when we do, it it's, it feels a bit, you know, nerve wracking, you know, it's like, Oh my God, like what's, um, are we okay? You know, because you know, it's, you want that stability. So I think it's just, you know, well, we, it, again, how, how do you guys, it's more about how you resolve things and resolving a fight is a great way to strengthen a relationship, knowing that you can not be on the same page and find common ground is a, a, it feels good. It gives you a sense of security about future problems. This particular couple, whoever they are, like, again, I don't know where they're at in their relationship and what their future plans are, or what they want for their relationship. But at some point, adversity is going to present itself. And you just have to have the tools to be able to work through them. And I think that's the only thing to be mindful of. And maybe it's not her. Maybe Yeah. Like, I wonder if our writer inner senses that their partner isn't fully speaking up when they want to. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe, because maybe they're so confused because they feel like everything they're saying, their their needs are being met. They feel seen. They feel heard. But maybe their partner isn't. And maybe they sense that. I don't know. So just kind of check in with your partner. Just be like, hey, you know, I know, like I love that we don't fight. But do you ever feel like, are there things that you ever want to tell me that you don't to to keep the peace? Or do you feel like you back down versus disagreements for the sake of keeping the peace because ultimately you really don't care? Because at some point you you have to care, you know, at some point, maybe you like to your point, Amanda, maybe they're just generally chill people, but at some point they're going to reach a topic where they have a strong opinion about it. And what do they do at that point to work through that issue? Because like, yeah, everyone's been in a relationship where your partner's having a bad day and you're just like, okay, well, fuck you. You know, like, you know, we all can take it out on people when we don't realize it, you know, because we're frustrated or angry or sad and we don't go to our partners just, you know, I'm having the worst fucking day. I'm also hungry. You know, usually what happens is they say something to you, you overreact, and they're like, whoa, what's going on? And you're like, oh, sorry. But that's not necessarily a fight, but it is a bit peculiar that you can't, after two years of a serious relationship, like, name a time where you had some sort of conflict or disagreement that you had to work through. It, it, it's definitely something to at least check in with your partner as to, like, wonder why. I mean, I have a lot of Friends who are in relationships, though, who rarely, if ever, fight. But to say that they've never fought and they can't even name a time where they had some sort of disagreement or conflict is a bit, you know, peculiar. Anyway, it's uh time to get to those calls. We got some great ones for you. Before we do, do not forget to send in your questions to AskNick at the All things ask nick, texting office hours, mediations. And just uh, a a kind of call to action, if you will. Uh, We would like to hear more stories from men, you know, their dating struggles, uh, even if it's for the women who listen to the show to get the men's point of view. Um, So I know more women than men listen to this show. Uh, For the men who do listen to the show, please write us in. We want to hear just challenges you're having in dating in general or relationships in which you ways that you feel like society. Or just your your community you know don't understand your plight as a as a single male, uh regardless of your uh sexual orientation. We just want to hear from you uh and if uh, you have uh, guy friends out there that you've heard complain or you know express their frustrations if if they're not listening to the show, just encourage them to write in as well. We'd love to to hear because I do think. Uh sometimes we're only getting one side of the story, so to speak, when it when we're talking about some of the challenges and dating struggles out there. And I think it would just be very interesting to hear from some men all the, you know at times. Even the fuckboys, you know. We want to hear from them. So please encourage them to write in at ASTIC at the Also just a programming note. Uh it's Thanksgiving week. So uh hope that you if you are traveling this week, travel safely. Uh love your hug ones, call your relatives especially. The elderly ones that you won't be able to see. Also, we, there will be no Going Deeper episode this week. It's Thanksgiving. Enjoy your families. We're not going to drop it the day before. So we're only dropping two episodes this week. Today's Ask Nick and tomorrow's Reality Recap. And chances are you haven't, if you're dying for more episodes, uh, chances are there's an episode of ours you haven't listened to. Uh, maybe it's the uh, Lindsay Hubbard one that we dropped a couple weeks ago. The Summer House Scandal Heard Around the World. Uh, but certainly there is something if you're desperate for some Vile Files content. Also, maybe some Vile Files Plus. Plenty of update specials available right now behind Vile Files Plus that you probably haven't listened to. So be sure to check that out. Also, the update special for Classic isn't dropping this Friday again because of Thanksgiving week. It will be out next Friday uh, for everyone to listen to. But if you are dying for more updates, there are certainly plenty behind Vile Files Plus, And it's free to sign up. So do that uh by going to com. all right let's get to our callers
4: question time with me? let's ask nick your sexy questions how's it going hey guys i'm doing good my name is morgan i'm 28 and i broke off my engagement to my fiance and i want to try to work things out
0: okay does he know that yes he does uh what yes. was what was his response
4: it was a mixed bag of I don't know. And I don't think I can do that right now. That was about two weeks ago.
0: Okay. How, uh, how long were you dating for? How long were you engaged for?
4: We were just shy of six years dating. Mm -hmm. And within that six years, two of those, the last couple of months were the engagement process.
0: So he proposed to you a couple of months ago.
4: Yes. Okay. In mid
0: July. Uh, were you shocked, caught off guard? Were you guys discussing? How did the g- engagement come to be?
4: Mm-hmm. Um, I was not surprised. Basically, the week before, and even some weeks and months before, I'd been expressing, like, hey, you know, we've been together this long. I feel like we're in a place where we can do this. I don't understand what the holdup is or if there is a holdup of some kind. Um, but so basically, I was just trying to gauge, like, is this even part of your plan? um and so I put him kind of on the spot about the week before, and I was just like, "I don't know what's going on with you, but you need to figure something out fast, or else I'm gone and then that next week, well, he was already like, "Okay, I'll set something up for next week and so when he set up dinner plans, it was kind of like a not not really surprising to me, um and I was happy about it um I, my big thing was I just wanted him to make a decision and he made a decision. So what happened after that? What happened after that is after he proposed, after I said yes, um everybody was up in arms about like planning and then he started talking about like I really want to get married in like a year from now and I just said, "Whoa, hold on. I wanted to know that this was where you were, not necessarily that we had to get married right away, but I also wanted to be able to have like time to work through things, get my money together, to be able to pay for everything. And I also wanted us to just make sure that like personally and together that we were in a good place because we had just had a big blow up like the week before. Wait, wait
0: when did you have a, when, when did you have a big blow up the week before uh, what the week before you got that engaged week
4: before the proposal? Yes. What
0: was that blow up about where
4: I was basically like, that was where I was saying you need to do something soon. Cause I don't know what's going on. And if you care about me the way you say you do, this would be something that, you would do and I would like for you to just make a decision on that and show that to me at this point.
0: Okay. And then he wanted to get married in a year. You were like, Hold up. That's not exactly what I had in mind. And then what happened?
4: So while I wanted it to happen in a year, I also realized like in a year, like honestly, how much time I had. And I'll say this because um my job just does not keep up with the economy. So it makes it very hard for me to say and so it requires me to have more jobs to be able to save money and those jobs were going to start picking up around the majority of the time that I would have to plan and so I felt like I just wouldn't be as present or as available to do any of those things because I'm making money to pay for my portion
0: Portion of what?
4: The wedding okay. Like I wanted to be able to financially contribute okay. and when he proposed I, ha- I didn't have anything
0: Okay Is that something that you just want to do? What conversations around that did you guys have?
4: That was something that I wanted to do, um, but I will say that wasn't a conversation that we had.
0: Okay. All right. So where did you go from wanting him to step up and kind of give you the mm-hmm. security that you were looking mm-hmm. for? Because that sounds like what you were looking for. You were dating this guy for six years. Yes. You kind of had a, where is this going kind of internalization, and then you... You know, you decided that that meant an engagement, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, You got that. And I get there was some uh, almost like sticker shock when it came to the timing of the wedding, so to speak, and, you know, the stresses Mm -hmm. of paying for it. But where did you go from that to just ending the relationship altogether?
4: So that kind of happened in a few phases. Um, After I said, let's take some steps back, make sure we're good. We had already been going to couples counseling. Um, just to kind of like try to work through some of the issues that we were already having before.
0: What were some of those issues?
4: It was mostly communication issues. Like there was just a level of communication that I felt like I wasn't getting from him. Like what? Like just really understanding from him the direction of the relationship that we were going in. I felt like his mindset was I'm basically not broken up with you. So that means I'm 100 percent here. But I didn't feel that from him in a lot of instances, especially like within the last few months where we have been having some issues about like, so where are we going with all this? Like, is this, you know, like us moving forward and, you know, committing ourselves to each other? Is that even something you have it on your mind? Because right now it doesn't really feel like it. it. I just kept getting the vague answers of it's coming, you know, just like there wasn't really much of any like true reassurance other than just words. All right. So, and how old are you again? 28?
0: 28. 28. So you met him at 22-ish.
4: I met him at 23. He was 22.
0: He's, okay. And then, okay, back to breaking up. Mm-hmm. How did you get there?
4: Yeah. Um. So basically after I said, let's hold, hold up, he said, it's fine. And then eventually like communication that was typical, like the regular phone calls, text messages, whatever we do, just stopped completely. Um, I would get little stuff here and there throughout the day, maybe once or twice when it would typically be significantly more. And that went on for about three weeks. Like he didn't say anything when he like stepped back. He just stepped back. And then after that, he kind of came back around and I brought that up to him. And I said, hey, like when you do this, when you step away, take space without communicating with me about like what's going on and what you need or like anything I feel like you're just leaving the relationship because I don't know when you're coming back and you don't want to address it when you do.
0: This was around you being like, I'm not ready to get married in a year, essentially, right?
4: Right. Okay. Right.
0: And he took that personally. Sounds like. Probably,
4: yeah. And then after that, he did the same thing for another month.
0: So he, he, he takes a step back for like a couple of weeks. You address it and by, Hey, like you can't check out on me like this. It feels like you're disconnected from us. I don't even know if I'm, mm-hmm. I have a boyfriend and his response mm-hmm. to that was disappearing for four more weeks.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And then what happened? Um.
4: So I, the first time I, the first time that he stepped back, I said, I'm not doing that again. And then he did it again. And I realized that later that reason for him stepping back was, completely different from the first time he had a physical health thing going on and some things with his job he wasn't really happy with um and I feel like his mindset was this is stuff that I'm personally dealing with I should be able to deal with this myself I don't want to get anybody else involved with it um and so when he did that it just kind of was like well how can I ask how can I support you how can I be here for you I can't you know, fix what's going on with you physically. And I can't give you a job, but like, what can I do to support you while this stuff kind of gets worked out? And that process went on for about a month of me just like asking. And every time it was, I don't know. Um, That's when I started to feel like really lonely in our relationship where I felt like here I am, I'm getting, I'm representing like us as an engaged couple, but you're not here physically, barely here emotionally. After a while, I just asked, like, do you feel like you even have time for a relationship? Because I feel like I'm just in it myself. And then he took a second thought about it and said, I don't think I have time for a relationship right now. And then I said, then I can't be here in this capacity if that's how you feel. And that's where it ended.
6: Okay.
0: And so why are you, I I mean, other than obviously the history, and I'm sure there's love there and there's a fear of moving on. And why do you want him back?
4: It was the history and it was like the amount of time that at least I had invested in our relationship.
0: You don't think he's invested anything?
4: I think he invested something. I, I wouldn't say it was on a similar level. Um, okay.
0: The whole time? The whole six years?
4: No, not the whole six years. Every once in a while I saw it, but like a good chunk of the time, not as much. Okay. Um, But I guess the reason why I really wanted to like work it out was just that, you know, I felt like the problems that we were initially having and then also the stuff that he was going through, at least to me, it felt like it was reasonably workable. You know, of course, I can't do all of everything for him, but it's something that, like, if you need me to support you, just tell me how and I can, you know, do my best to do that. You just need to give me the opportunity and the chance to try to do that. But he didn't really have any answers for me at the time.
0: Do you feel like you've created an environment that would make him want to open up?
4: Yes and no. Um, I say no because... I feel like for the last few months every I don't want to say every conversation but I would say every lengthy conversation that we had was always about something serious whether it was like um living arrangements like what like what are we going to do as far as living together because we don't live together what we expect of each other out of a relationship and then like moving forward what does that look like I tried to have these conversations earlier on um, but he wasn't really receptive to hearing them at the time. And when I say earlier on, I mean maybe around the three year mark. So, not completely unreasonable to me, at least. But he didn't really want to have them. And whenever I would follow up, it just never seemed like a convenient time. And then naturally, other hard conversations come up just over time.
0: I mean, like, give me an example. I'm so like,
5: like, fascinated by your relationship. You know, it <laughs> sounds kind of loveless,
0: (laughs) emotional, (laughs) Uh, just how you're describing it. I I don't know. I think it's alarming to hear you say uh, that over the course of six years, you feel like um, you've put in way more than he's put in. Mm -hmm. Whether that's true or that's just your POV, it's just alarming that you feel that way. And I think it's something for you to take notice of. Because you kind of say it as a throwaway, you know? It's just right. like, hey, I asked you a question. You're like, well, I do. And <clears throat> you just kind of threw it in there. So I think it's a profound thing to say. Right. I was in a six-year relationship. And for the majority of that relationship, I felt like I put in way more effort than my partner. You know? Yeah. It, um, and if that's how you truly feel, that's a valid feeling. You know? He might feel mm-hmm. differently. You know? I don't, I don't know but also like <clears throat> you right. mentioned three year mark you 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 asked tough conver- you described tough conversations as like what i think as just normal relationship conversations mm-hmm. like and you were, you made it seem like it, it took 3 years for you to have a basic conversation about just general expectations about what the other person wants out of this relationship why they're choosing yeah, to be think- with the other person Like that, that should honestly happen on like a third date, not the third year.
4: So I think the reason why it happened that way is that we were both in school at the time too. So when I was finishing up my master's, he was wrapping up his undergrad. Okay. And so by the time I got a full-time job, he went straight to grad school as well. So we were physically together like the first year. And then the next two years after that, we were physically like apart for like distance wise and so it just was one of those things where it's like how do you I guess how do you have that conversation right then and there at that time with the way our situation was because we weren't like we weren't working professionals not both of us so we were in like two different places and I felt like it would be better to have that conversation after everybody's wrapped school we started working and started to just like figure things out that way
0: Yeah. It it sounds like, you know, you met each other when you were fairly young and you had a lot going on as, as people at that age do, you know, you guys were investing in your education. That's super fucking stressful. So I think it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, when you have a lot going on, it's, you know, you're, you're spread thin, you know, it's harder to make other people and other things a priority, but regardless of the, of where you're at in life, um, if you want to be in a relationship and you want it to be successful, it requires two people to make that relationship a priority. Now it doesn't need to always be the number one priority. You know, it's not like, you know, you know, on a day-to-day basis, overall it should be. Right. right? You know, but like sometimes you might have Mm -hmm. some responsibilities, he might have some responsibilities and there needs to be conversations constantly, whether you're, living in the same city. And certainly when you're living in a different city, long distance take, you know, the challenge of long distance, when you break it all down is how do we stay connected? It's going to be harder for us to stay connected because we're physically not in the same place. So other couples who are physically in the same place are, it's just naturally easy to be more connected because we're with each other. Now, that being said, there's a lot of couples in long distance relationships who are far more connected than people who live together. You know? Right. And that's just because they've make it a priority. They make that effort. They've sat down and said, All right, well, I I I wanna feel connected to you. I, I want to be close to you. I wanna know what's going on. And I want to be an outlet for you to vent, and vice versa. And I just I want you to think of me as someone who cares about you and that you have someone in your corner and vice versa. And, and I want to talk to you. And what is that? What do you need from me? And what do I need from you? And like, you know, when you're in a relationship that I guess is a healthy one, it, it's that part should be so easy. Um, and it just seems like you guys kind of, you know, maybe it's just a product of, of meeting at a young age while a lot is going on. You know, maybe you guys took each other for granted a little bit.
4: Well, when we were in, when he was in school and I was back at home, um, we did make plans in terms of like building our schedule, like how or when we're going to see each other and things like that. So we definitely tried to like do our best to, of course, physically be in the same place, I would say at least once a month, but usually it was twice a month. So every other week. Um, But yeah, I think we didn't take the time to sit down and really like, Talk about those things, and that might also just be a byproduct of at least for me, like this is my first relationship, and of course, it's the longest one by default. Um, so it's like you're I'm learning a lot (laughs) around this time, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, it's you guys were you've been it seems like up until this point, you've been very reactive with each other rather than proactive, you Mm -hmm. know, you guys are responding to how the relationship is making you feel, and then it's like you're you're always coming from a place of deficiency in a way. It's like, Mm -hmm. I I don't feel like I'm getting enough. So let's have a conversation about it. And then immediately when that happens, the person who's being talked to is probably feeling attacked or getting defensive because it sounds like, well, what are you going to do differently to make me feel better (laughs) type of thing?
4: That's exactly what happens.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know? And so then you, you go to him, you're like, Hey, by the way, I need some, it's been six years. I need some like assurances in theory. That sounds totally valid and normal. Right. And he, he's like, so what does he do? He steps up, goes, buys a ring, makes a plan. Doesn't sound like it was the most elaborate plan, but he did. And then you got the ball rolling in his mind. He's like, fuck it. All right. Now I'm going to get married. And then you're like, just wait, you know, and that quite honestly, probably felt very defeating to him, but that's just because you guys, you clearly just aren't communicating at all with each other and it, it goes both ways and i i feel like empathizing with each other would go a long way i'm not do you, I, I get the sense there's not a lot of that going on you know it's a lot of you guys communicating what you guys aren't getting out of this relationship
4: yeah i would say for the empathizing i could have probably done better about that i guess i'm also thinking like Just historically, I don't feel like the same has been done for me. And it's not that I'm doing that. I'm not trying to do it out of like any kind of retaliation towards them or anything like that. But it's just kind of like I'm telling you what I need. And it seems like you're blatantly disregarding it.
0: Uh, What Can you give me an example of that? Because the only example you gave us so far is that you told him you need to get engaged and he proposed.
4: The best example I can think of is when I would tell him, hey, you know, I know you don't necessarily care very much for PDA. He's always been like that. He always just said, I don't want to be the center of attention. But I said, I would appreciate it. if, Like, even when we are in public, that that like you held my hand or like, you know, we're a little bit closer to me and felt comfortable doing that because I just remember, especially earlier on and it got better later um, that like I would reach to grab his hand because I didn't understand how uncomfortable it made him and he like would pull his hand away or if I would reach his hand and he wouldn't pull away like if my fingers were opened up like this like this was this would be how his hand would be and it would just be like
6: Travis Kelsey really... would never <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah it would just I
6: mean be, like, yeah really
0: that's that's problematic it would just be like
4: a rejection
0: there's, there's not being yeah. into PDA, and there's not holding your girlfriend's hand.
2: Yeah, you're not asking him to like stick mm-hmm. his tongue down your throat
4: at Thanksgiving. That's literally the exact same example that I gave him. Oh, I know, I loved you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you,
0: you, you, It's like he's making you sound like you want, he, you want him to grope you in public.
4: Exactly. I'm like, I really don't want that. I just want to like, I just want to feel close to you. I want to feel your presence.
0: You guys should be holding hands every day. Yeah. Do you feel like you guys are competing at all, in a way, like through, like with school and careers?
4: When you say competing, actually, what, do you, what exactly do you mean? Well, I
0: guess, um, you know, you're both in school. You both went to grad school. School is competitive, certainly for some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming you're going to school mm-hmm. to use your degree in something. So, like, you're career-driven, both of you, it sounds like it, mm-hmm. right? So there's yeah. natural competition. So how do you guys feel like you're
5: each other's cheerleaders or is it more, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit of competition?
4: So neither of us have been in school for the past over two years at this point.
0: Okay. Um, So you're both working.
4: Yes. Both working career wise. um, I think that the competition that comes in is just like, the job search, if that makes sense. So like, like I'm just thinking back to graduate school where he found a a job and it was out of state. And he told me about it, but we never really talked about logistics with it. But he was very adamant about like taking it. And the expectation was that I would just follow him. To that job or wherever that was and I had just got a job close to home because he said that's what he wanted to do um so it was kind of like confusing when he went and just did a job search and like found something like well out of state when I just accepted a job here based on what he said he wanted to try to do um so I would say the competition would be more like we're not it's like it's like we didn't really consult each other
0: yeah I mean it's not, that. yeah it sounds less of a competition and more like a, an assumption of
5: Mm -hmm. gender
0: roles to me it's more like hey i got this job and again i'm putting words in his mouth but it sounds like yeah like an assumption of uh, i'm the guy Mm -hmm. and you're gonna follow me because if we have kids you know i don't you know if a very old school traditional guy might make an assumption like that without checking Mm -hmm. in with their partner and saying hey babe you know not to make an excuse at all for him but right. just sounds, that's my guess that where his mindset was. Mhm. Um how would you think um your I'm just going to call him your fiance for now. How would he um if I were to run into him and I were to say how would you describe your partner? How would he describe you as a partner? You know.
4: I would say that You describe me as somebody who likes what she likes, and it can be a bit hard to compromise on certain
5: things just because of what she likes.
0: Okay. Stubborn, maybe?
4: Yeah, stubborn. Okay. Particular.
0: Particular, yeah. How would you describe him?
4: Particular. Extremely stubborn. Not necessarily particular. Selfish to a fault.
0: Selfish to a um, fault. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you again, why do you want to
6: get back together?
0: <laughs> I, I, and that's not like a trick question. I just
5: genuinely yeah. am asking you. Yeah, I
4: really just, the, the sad part is, is I don't even know if I can answer that question anymore. Okay. Well. I really wish I could
0: you you've answered it in a way by acknowledging <laughs> that you can't answer that right now and maybe mm-hmm. you just don't have an answer yet but i think it's important for you to at least acknowledge that truth that it exists today because that, what that's telling you is that <clears throat> at least you need to consider the possibility that your desire to get back together is a reactive decision which based off of what i'm hearing from you is kind of par for the course again your relationship seems to be way more reactive with each other. You guys are reacting to each other and how you guys act as individuals. You're not proactive as a, as two people prioritizing a relationship. And again, you know, it sounds like there's a lot of areas of improvement for the relationship. That's a good sign, you know. I don't know if you guys are yeah. both interested in doing that. I think again, it's alarming for you to say things like he's selfish to a fault. In 6 years, I feel confident in saying I've given way more to the relationship than I've gotten out of it. Th- those are alarming characteristics of the relationship. You know,
5: mm-hmm.
0: I'm a big believer, and as hard as it is to like not stay or get back into a relationship based off the of fear of losing whatever you invested in, how this relationship was, you know, four or five years ago, like really has. Nothing to do with how you guys are as a couple now and certainly how you're Mm -hmm. going to be in the future. Yeah, it's you're in a tough situation. I mean, like, I'm just thinking of all the things that you've said in their conversation. Like, I hope that it's obvious that, like, when he was going through whatever health problems he had and things like that, like, it's still like this idea that he thought he was supposed to do this on his own. That's to me, that sounds so weird. Like, your girlfriend of six Mm -hmm. years uh who you were now engaged to like whatever she didn't want to get married in a year okay fine um and then he had some personal issues go on like wh- why he felt like he needed to handle it on his own it's weird to me like you should be a person he should be able to go to and say this has happened to me i'm scared mm-hmm. there's a lot of that we can talk about and kind of The nitty-gritty of the relationship but i think more than anything we kind of have to look at this relationship from a big picture standpoint and big picture is Mm -hmm. you've been dating this guy for six years you get engaged via stress (laughs) you know the catalyst for a proposal wasn't based off of like we're just so in love and we're ready and we're excited about our future together was you were feeling a little disconnected you expressed some expectations he met those expectations. I hope that he was excited when he did it. And I'm sure he was, you know, like, it didn't sound like you forced him to do it. And then he sounded like he got excited. And then because of this communication, it, your, it sounded like your body told you the truth. And the truth is, like, something felt wrong. You know, why get married if you're not ready to get married in a year? Mm-hmm. You know? And if you're not ready to get married in a year, why is it so important for you to get engaged? Well, I mean, I get why. Yeah. You wanted some security. You felt, you know, but instead of getting engaged, maybe you just needed to get more connected. Yeah. You know? And
4: I guess I thought that would help with that or that, that would be that.
0: uh, I hear you. Yeah. No, I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. I moved in with someone hoping that would happen, but like getting engaged, moving in, taking big steps together in a relationship doesn't make you more connected. In fact, Mm -hmm. if you make those big steps, not being connected, it just puts more stress on the relationship. Now, you guys weren't connected when you got engaged, and therefore there was a disconnect in expectations of when you got married. You expressed those that disconnect he felt per- it, it was personal to him it felt like you just fucking made me getting like i had i i just proposed and now like you don't want to marry me I'm so confused and frustrated you know, but that's just a product of you guys not being connected and again back to like how you know when I ask you to describe how this relationship made you feel it's not super positive words, you know, like I'm sure he's a great guy and you love him. But at the end of the day, you don't feel like he's doing his part. So I think maybe taking a step back. And when you think about, do I want to be with this guy? Do I want a future with this guy? Think about what your first thought is. And if that thought of it's like, because we've been together for so long, that's not a a valid answer to me. But if you do work it out with him, I would just try, you can't score keep. If you want to work it out with him, you need to try to empathize with him. You need to lead with love and communicate first how you feel about him. Why do you want to be in this relationship? I love you because of this. This is, you know, you express positive things that you see in him. The reasons you believe in him. Why you think he's a good enough man for you to spend the rest of your life with. And then you maybe you can communicate like things that you would like the relationship to work on. Ways that you maybe you fell short, etc., etc., etc. Maybe writing in a letter, I know I say that a lot, but I think it helps put people's, you know, put your, your thoughts together. You can kind of look at it. But in the time being, you might have these conversations with yourself and realize, I don't know, like, I, maybe I want to get back in this relationship for all the wrong reasons. Because you don't, you don't yeah. sound like you were all that happy. I guess that's my point in that relationship. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't get the sense that you're actually wanting to get back together with this guy. You're, you're responding out of fear.
4: Yeah, no. Um, there's a, I would say, a desire, but not with not with the version of him that
0: he was. Okay, well, that's, that's a great answer. I would give him some space.
5: Yeah.
0: See how he responds.
4: Okay.
0: If he does reach back out, then you can kind of let him know how you've been feeling about things, whatever that is. All right. Well, I'm sorry you're going through this, but... I, uh, I'm i getting a sense that maybe you just need to take a step back accept that maybe this relationship isn't your future I don't know if it is but I think you just mm-hmm. accepting the possibility that it isn't will take a lot of stress off your shoulders and maybe okay. this is just um, it's time to move on you know mm-hmm. alright it's going to get Thank better you. I promise keep us posted for sure alright bye bye
4: right, thanks guys bye
0: All right, you holiday shoppers, if you are looking for an amazing gift, you got to check out Viore. Viore is making the premier, pristine fitness and just kind of everyday loungewear, whether you are working out or you're going shopping or you just want something comfortable to wear in that you can also wear out in public. You got to check out Viore. Viore is incredibly versatile. It can be used uh, for just about any activity like running, training, swimming, yoga, and also just like, you know. Doing some errands and happier on the healthy planet. Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint. They are also reducing and offsetting 100% of their plastic footprint from 2019 and beyond. And they're utilizing better sustainable materials for their products, empowering your best active life. The men's core short, the most comfortable line athletic short out there that I well I wear wear every day, working out, running, in. and also like I, they kind of double as swim trunks, and also just kind of like chilling outside with the dogs and just uh, getting some sun. Viore is an investment in your happiness for our listeners. They are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at Viori.com slash V-I-A-L-L. It is V-U-O-R-I.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoying free shipping on any US orders over $75 and free returns. Go to Viori.com slash V-I-A-L-L and discover the versatility of Viori clothing helix sleep you need a helix mattress i don't even care if you got a mattress last week throw it out buy yourself a helix mattress that's the smart and right thing to do and especially if you are in the mattress market this holiday season give yourself the greatest gift you can possibly give by buying you and your loved ones a helix mattress i can't say enough amazing things about a helix mattress and the best part is it's incredibly affordable it's also easy to purchase you don't have to wait forever to get it they have a mattress for everyone doesn't matter who you are. Tall, short, if you sleep hot, you sleep cold, sleep on your side, sleep on your back, it doesn't matter. Helix has a mattress for you. Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection. Now and I have the Moonlight mattress, in case you're wondering. Uh, you get a 100-night sleep trial on it and a 10- to 15-year warranty, depending on the mattress. All you have to do is go to helixsleep.com. You take a quick Helix Sleep quiz to find out what you're looking for in a mattress, and Helix will... Suggest the right mattress for you. From the 20th to the
1: 26th of November, they are doing their extra special Black Friday sale.
0: Helix is offering 25% of fall mattress orders and a free sleep bundle for our listeners in honor of Black Friday. That bundle includes two free pillows as well as a set of sheets and even a mattress protector. Go to slash VIALL and use code HelixPartner25. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long with Helix. Better sleep starts now. How's it going?
6: Good. Hi, I'm Hannah. I'm 21. My birthday's
7: today. Happy birthday! Thank you. I'm Michelle, and my age is 47. All right. And we're calling today because
6: my mom can't stop getting ghosted. Okay.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, by the same guy or different guys?
7: Oh, different ones.
0: Okay. How many times have you been ghosted? Four. Four
7: yeah okay. well yeah there was one a lot um a while ago he it was um apparently it was catfishing and um he, we actually were supposed to meet and then he you know backed out and it was a few times and then i just talked to my daughter and she's like oh my god he's catfishing you and so like that i just stopped <laughs> interacting with him
0: okay well that's not that doesn't count that's not ghosting that's
7: yeah well
0: mm, it's some- you know
7: something. <laughs> it, um, it
0: sucks. It's icky and it you know it's a violation of your trust, but I mean, that yeah. person was lying to you from the get-go. So what are you yes. supposed to do? <laughs> you know.
7: Yes. Um so right now, um you know, I have I'm talking to a few guys. A few. Um one guy's been um for 3 months and we have seen each other once and had sex and then um haven't seen each other since and we've kind of been on and off like texting he won't talk on the phone
0: what do you mean he won't talk on the phone
7: yeah he doesn't talk on the phone like that's not a thing
0: so like he
7: won't call her like he doesn't only wants to text
0: uh you said you're, you're talking to a few guys who are the other guys
7: Okay, so then I had one guy I was talking to, but he basically was just talking to me um, about our we were talking about our exes and we were one upping each other and he was just looking for sex. Like and then he found out that that's not something that, you know, I just want to give out necessarily um, right away. And he stopped talking to me. He did, but he did say that he wanted to meet me a few times. Like, he's like, we need to go for drinks. We need to go for drinks. I'm like, okay. And then nothing happened. And then. Wait, wait, wait. um, Hold on. Hold
0: on. on, on. This is what I heard. Shortened version. You communicated to him that you were like looking for something more than just a hookup. mm -hmm. He said, thanks, but no thanks. You said, okay, cool. And then he was like, but we should get drinks at some point. And you were like, cool. Let me know.
7: It was throughout the, it was throughout the few weeks that we were talking that he had mentioned that he wanted to meet up and I said, okay. And we just didn't set a date and then we just kept talking and he would talk to me on the phone. We talked for a few hours. Um, He just was, um, we just talked a lot about our exes. It was kind of weird and it was like we were one upping each other on who got screwed the worst, basically. And then he would talk, then he started talking about sex. And then I said that I, that's not something that um, I was looking for right away. And um, he didn't like that, I guess. So, Yeah.
0: How do you know that? What did he say?
7: Well, he just stopped. Because he ghosted her. It went from let's get drinks, let's get drinks to... to
2: (laughs) No, no. No more drinks invitations.
7: No. Okay. This guy also told me that men, the reason men want to have sex early on in the relationship is to make sure that we are compatible and that the sex is good, and then I would have to do something else, another effort to keep him interested. Like, I would have to put out something else to make him interested in stay, not just sex, but something else. And I said, "Well, what do men have to give women?" And he said, "Compatibility. He gives you entertainment and security."
0: And what did you think about that answer?
7: I thought that sounded like BS. And I was like, "Really?" I was like, "Okay." <laughs> it's just no, it's kinda, really so stupid. <laughs> it's kind of like, "Well, I, all right." Okay.
0: I'm not hearing you getting ghosted. I'm hearing you finding out that you're not compatible with this guy and he, you're not interested in what he wants. And, you know, he could have done the, a nicer, you know, he could have been more mature and, and communicated to you and say, hey, listen, you know, it's nice getting to know you. But I don't know if we're looking for the same thing. Good luck with right. life he could have done well, that
5: like,
0: but we're also talking about a guy who literally just said to you, you know, made up some story, spoke for all men and uh gave you some sort of like you know, sexual chores or something to do for him <laughs> or something. I I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So like
7: Yeah, yeah right. Are we really I
5: mean,
0: sad about she- this guy? are we really sad about this guy not uh, No, no. Okay.
7: No, no. It's like a well, learning I mean, I'm just learn I mean, this is the first time I've ever dated. I I was married young at nineteen and so I've never dated and this is just you know, just learning experiences. The how long have you been single for the guy for? that I've the guy that I've been talking to for three months, um he does say that he wants to meet up, but he doesn't make plans. I mean, like he can't go out during the week because of his work. I mean, he works on nine to or, you know, seven to six job. Like, I don't know his hours, but like he works, you know, 10 hour days or eight hour days or whatever. And um, he just doesn't like to do things after work because, you know, he has work the next day. And there hasn't been a single
2: time in three months that he was able
7: to
6: going on a walk well
7: we've been on and like he did like he stopped texting me um at one point because i said that i you know i had sex with him kind of early you know like after a week and um and i was like you know we really should get to know each other better and then he just was all worked up about having sex with me um and he got really um over obsessed with it and then like he stood me up a few times and um now he just says the words you know like we need to you know do something or we need to get together but that doesn't happen and then mom can i just like summarize
6: what you're saying so we can like yeah, get Han- to like the advice part
0: yeah hannah <laughs> hannah jump yeah. in what, what what do you think your mom's problem is
6: So I think that she um, like starts talking to these guys and then they basically say that they want to meet up, but then they never actually make plans to meet up. And they just keep saying like, you know, I would love to meet you or like, let's hang out. But then she gives them like some times that she can meet, but then it just never works out. And so the reason why I wanted her to come onto the podcast was to like, see if you had any advice as, as to why guys are just like saying they want to meet and then stop talking or saying they want to meet constantly and then never actually making any effort to make plans. That's basically what she's trying to say. Like, okay. This has been going on.
0: Thanks for summarizing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I don't know if I have like a, an answer, you know, I can't speak for all men.
2: Unlike what's his face. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I don't know what your daughter's told you about the dating world out there, but it's a struggle for people. Um, and I think it's just kind of good to recognize that, you know, if for no other reason than is to not get so downing on yourself. Is if like, you know, and how long you've been single for? Is this recently?
7: A year and a half.
0: Okay, so you're recently single, you know, that's not long after being in a yeah, very long married re-
7: for 26 years. Yeah. yeah.
0: It could be it, dating can be scary and intimidating. You know, when it doesn't go well, you can ask yourself, what am I doing wrong? You know, really kind of beat yourself up over things, not going the way you hoped. So just know that it's a fucking mess out there and it's hard and it's a challenge. Yeah. And if, if nothing else, just give yourself a little bit of grace um, to know that like when it comes to dating, just statistically, you know, you're going to have, as I said, this already today, someone else, you're going to, everyone has more swings than misses. And unless you like every person you go going to date with, then you have a whole other set of problems. If you are falling in love with every, every person you meet, but, um, you should dislike more people than you like when you date, because you're not meant for everyone, you know, and dating is about getting to know people. Getting to know strangers nowadays, because you're meeting people. It sounds like on these apps, right? You have no rapport. Yeah,
5: there was.
0: They're all they're all t- total strangers to you. So, my biggest advice to you, honestly, is just know that you know to not to give yourself grace when it comes to dating, you know, and to not obsess over failed dates, you know well, what happened? What did I do wrong? What should I have said differently? You know, yada, yada, yada. Is that no? if it, if something, you know, is a 47 year old woman, you, you're certainly old enough to know what feels right and what feels wrong. You know,
7: I guess the problem is, is even getting the date. Like I can't even get the date.
0: I you hear know? you. Um, um, when you go, uh, so uh, what apps are you on?
7: um i only did one and i'm not on it anymore it's kind of frustrating um i did something called zeusk
6: what's that, uh, never heard of that.
7: i don't know it was a dating it's app.
6: a it's a web-based dating app and she hops back and forth so she'll go off it for a little bit and then go back on i've only
7: go. done that twice okay. i don't like it you don't like it <laughs> okay and but- then i meet guys at bars or whatever and you know that's just another whole mess but um you know, uh, it's just even getting the date. So to have grace on, you know, failed dates, I can't even get the date. So well, you should
0: have. You got to have grace on all things dating.
5: <laughs>
7: yeah.
0: You know, because maybe your daughter's already told you this, but dating apps and technology has created this kind of perception of abundance when it comes to our options in dating. You know, you go on the apps. There's the apps feed you 20, 30 men, you know? You're like, holy shit, man, I got. And there's this perception of abundance, and men have the same thing. And so that perception of abundance makes us feel like we have the right to be extraordinarily picky with our time, you know? And then it's just like, oh, well, do I go on a date with her? Do I go on a date with her? Do I go on a date with her? her?" It's like, I don't have time for all these dates, you know? And then, and then we just kind of all the dating apps become is like this thing we go on to have these like effortless conversations with strangers because it's kind of something to do, you know? So that's why you're, again, it's not you, you know, I talk to a lot of people, a lot of women a lot, at all sorts of ages and they all have, they share in this frustration, you know, I guarantee you all the people listening, there's a lot of people being like, same girl, fuck, you know, <laughs> and, and yeah. they're 22 and they're 27 and they're 33 and they're 47. So, it's, it's not you. Um, I think it's just the culture that we're in where everyone feels like they have this perception of abundance. And so they become more unreliable, more noncommittal. And you know, may, you, and you don't know if you're talking to a guy who's been on the apps for a year, have been single for a while. Maybe you're his fifth conversation that day. Maybe you're his first, you're his second. You know what I'm saying? Like, You don't really know. that's where the struggle can come in
6: right um i was also wondering if like so she uh, has like a lot of phone calls with these people and like sometimes they're like two three hours long like a lot of phone calls and then then they start talking about like yeah
0: stop doing that that'd be bad do you not what you stop talking to strange men (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) <laughs> it's great to use the apps to meet with single, to, to, to find out who's single and interested in dating. And you should only use the apps to secure these dates. And you are, you're no matter what, you're going to run into flaky people on the apps. There's nothing you can do about that. So just like, just know that that happens, but it's w- w- such a waste of your time to match with fucking Hank, who, I don't know the, who, you know, says he loves to travel. And likes good food, you know, and then you start like texting and then you get on a phone call and you're talking to a guy for hours. All you've seen is like three pictures of him. He's a fucking stranger. You don't know anything about this guy. So,
7: Well, isn't that how you get to know them?
0: You get to know, no. And again, again, you're going to meet a lot of freaky people, but you match with them. And then immediately it's like, when are you going to take me out? The only conversation you should be having with these men on the apps is to set up a date not everyone might agree with that, but I strongly feel that. And, and, I, and I, you're going to weed out a lot of the people who are just interested in wasting your time.
7: So you think it's better to like actually physically see the person right away than to spend time talking over the phone?
0: I, I'm a big believer in like Zoom dates or FaceTime dates. I don't, you know, you're, you're, you're Zooming in with us now. So clearly you know how to use it. Your daughter can set you up like, an email account that's just for zoom. That's your only, you know, but I'm just saying like, how much can you get to know with a stranger over the phone? So at least video chat, you can, you know, how, what do they look like in a video, the rapport, things like that. There's that's a little bit more personal interaction.
2: Uh So I'm,
0: I'm, I'm fine with that.
2: I also think too being able to limit yourself because it can get really exciting, especially if you feel like you're clicking and you're like, Oh my God, we could talk forever. But you always want to, you know, remind yourself that this is the first time you're really talking. So when you do those Zoom dates, I like to cap it at like 30, 20 minutes, 30 yeah. minutes
0: tops. Yeah. Tops.
2: And then be like, OK, great. Let's set up a date because it's just like you you always want to like leave, not only leave them wanting more, but you want to know more, too. Yeah. You want to go to the right. bar having more questions.
0: You've definitely right. talked yourself out of dates in these two hour, three hour phone calls.
7: <laughs> My daughter's probably over there going, yeah, I know that. <laughs>
0: And again, it's- keep keep in mind that you're going to have more swings and misses, right? I really want to like enforce that reality because I don't want you to feel discouraged in an environment that's easy to get in- discouraged. I'm just trying to give you tools to make sure that you're not wasting time. Like, okay, when it comes to dating, we like yeses, you know, we like validation, but no's are also pretty good. Rejection is clarity. I say this all the time. Because like the, the worst thing you can get yourself in, in these dating apps and dating is to like, not get answers. The worst thing you do is talk to a stranger every week for three hours and have it go nowhere, only for him to eventually ghost you. You don't need to talk to this guy, whoever this guy is, four times over the course of three weeks, two hours a pop, only for him to ghost you to find out that maybe he's not your guy. You know, you might have found that out by simply just saying, "Hey, well, it's you know, like your profile. You seem really handsome. Couple questions back and forth. Hey, well, love to get together with you sometime." Or you could be like, you could say like, "Hey, um, I'm a I'm a Zoom first date Zoom girl kind of thing." And then these old guys, whatever, might be like, "What's that?" I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you're going after young guys. I don't know. But kind of both. (laughs) Come in with your rules. You know, this is how I date. You know. And you're going to get a lot of guys, you're going to be like, well, that's weird. I don't do that. You're going to get a lot of judgment. And I would let the judgment just kind of weed out the, weed them out. And what I mean by that is like, if a guy's like, I don't fucking do that, that's weird. You'd be like, okay, great. Bye. Great. Like, why would you want someone who's not flexible? You're not asking anything that's unreasonable. So, but what if he says yes? Okay, we get on a date. Like Ali said, cap it 20, 30 minutes. A Zoom date is just to like, figure out a couple basic things. Do they look like their picture? Are they are, you know, someone who's been catfished before are who they are? They who they say they are. And also,
2: I don't uh, know about the dating apps that you've been on, but I know at least with Hinge and maybe some other ones, they have like a video chat thing built in there. So I found that to be huh? easy as well, because yeah. then like you don't even need an email or a Zoom or sending links back and forth Like you can literally just agree on a time and click the video and it will take you right to that video room.
7: Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. Um, This one did not have that. Oh. When, um, can I ask, so like when you do start talking to somebody or, you know, like you're a match, when is the, like the right amount of time to actually meet in person? Is there like so many days? Like is it was within two weeks? No,
0: is it... I, no, there's no, you're 47 years old. There's no rules. Who cares?
7: But how do I know what's too soon or what's too long? There's, there, not there's really no right or wrong. Thing.
0: Your only goal to do this is to try to meet someone that you connect with and build a relationship and have a, a second love of your life, you know, or a first one. I don't, I don't know. Um, but that's your goal. Your goal is to meet someone and it might take a couple years. I don't know. At, at this point in your life, right? You know what you like, you know what you don't like. So are the people you're dating. So you're going to get a, a lot more people that are, you know, more set in their ways for better and for worse. But you just want to find out which people you're actually compatible with and which people like you're just you have nothing in common with. And your goal, I'm assuming when it comes to dating, I mean, maybe I don't want to assume like, but it sounds like your goal to date is to meet someone and have a relationship with. Right. Yes. Well, there's a lot of people out there dating that don't have the same goal. Some of their goals are like some of the men you might match with might be guys who, you know have three or four kids. They also got married young and they're just like, I never want to get married again. And I had sex with the same person for 25 years and now I just want to fuck, you know? Right. So your job is to try to weed those people out. So the more you know what you want and what you're looking for, the better, you know? So I don't give a shit what, what, what their, what their expectations are or what, if they think two days is too fast for you to reach out or it's two weeks, what do you want? That's the only right answer. Yeah, eventually you're going to meet someone and compromise is important relationships, but when it comes to dating, it's just really important to own what you're looking for and what feels good for you. And don't take rejection so personally, because what rejection is for you is just clarity that these people aren't your guy and they're just, you know, and you're saving yourself the weeks and the, uh, the hours of conversations to find out a month from now, the same thing you could have found out two seconds after matching with them on an app. Right. Is this helpful? Just,
7: um, sometimes it's hard. It's it's easy to hear it than to do it, right? Totally, one hundred percent. The rejection part, you know.
0: Yeah, it sucks to get rejected. I hear you on that. No one likes it, but I it would I would understand you like I worrying about rejection if like if, if your goal for dating was to like have as much sex with as many men as possible and that was your only goal is to try to match with as many men and meet up just to get laid and you were getting ghosted and rejected, then yeah, I guess you could feel bad about yourself, but you are, it's like you are frustrating. You're frustrated that you're, you're matching with a handful of men who have that goal, you know, some version of that goal, which is to like have meaningless connections and meaningless sex. They're finding out that that's not what you want. They're saying no to what you don't want, which is good news for you. And you're taking that as rejection. So I
6: do have a question. Um, She's talking to this one guy right now and they've had this like four hour conversation, phone calls a few times. And, but he keeps saying like, I want to meet up. And then she gives him her availability and he literally just is like not responding or like not saying anything. So like, is there a way to like get him to like, make a date and be like yeah you stop maybe like give him an ultimatum or stop, something like you
0: s- stop giving him access to you you know it's real something he reaches out again and be like hey and you can do it playfully but like like if you want yeah just be like if you want to talk to me take me on a date that's it
6: yeah yeah uh, i like that that's so oh. nice mom should we text him
0: <laughs> let's do it an active situation mom, text
6: him
7: we
0: love it right it. now
7: yeah yeah oh my god or it's you can so just wait till boring. he reaches out again. Yeah, like if he. What about? You need to be okay, forward. Okay, so I okay, but I also have friends telling me, you know, we don't chase guys. Who
0: are these friends? You're are these not other? Chasing. Who are? Who, You're not please, chasing. Please tell me who isn't these friends that, are.
7: Who are isn't these friends? That chasing? Who are these friends? Well, they're around my age, and they are dating. They're single. How's that and going they for were, them? And then they just say. We don't chase like you don't chase guys. I you agree let them with come that.
2: You. I agree with that. And I think it's like a big generational thing where my mom was saying, like, unless she got asked out by a Wednesday for the following weekend, she'd say no, even if she didn't have plans. And it's like ingrained in a lot of our moms. But I also and I agree with you, but there's a difference between chasing and then just like putting up with like whatever breadcrumbs they'll give you. And I think they're two separate issues, neither of which should be like. Super prevalent in dating. If you like want to just have like a healthy, nice balance. This isn't chasing, but it's also saying I don't deserve to have my time continue wasted. I'm not going to sit around and have a four hour phone call with someone who won't take me out to dinner. So I think you could tell your friends like I'm not chasing him. I'm just standing up for what I want and what I deserve. So I'm not wasting either of our time.
0: If you're going to be chased, you get to pick the destination, so to speak. We're saying state your expectations, yeah, communicate that's, that's with these guys, desperate. what you want out of a relationship, what you, what you expect from them, the rules that you have, the boundaries called rules. If they want to play ball with you, if they want to have the, even the option to chase you, they have to abide by certain rules that you have. And then if they want to chase you, you they are welcome to chase you. You're not chasing him by saying, if you want to talk to me, take me on a date. You're, you're telling him how he can chase you. And he can choose to chase you or not chase you. And all, and I say this every, all guys like confidence. They like expectations that they like a goal. Give them a goal. <laughs> guys respond to goals, you know? And so you, can we
6: like, can we, can we like craft a text or something for her to send to this guy so that she like has it yeah. to send?
0: It, it's if you want to continue talking to me, take me on a date, wink face. You got to stop having these long conversations. Keep in mind, there are plenty of people out there that that's what they're looking for. You know, they don't have time for deep personal relationships. They're not trying to meet up. They're not trying to buy a bunch of people dinner. Like getting on the phone and talking for a few hours does the trick for them. At your age, people are looking for all sorts of different things when it comes to dating. And so you have have to A, figure out what you want. What are your goals? When, When it comes to dating, why are you dating? Whatever that answer is, then you have to ask yourself, well, how do I get to that goal? What do I want out of this? Well, if it's a a romantic relationship, something that could turn into something, you're going to have to weed a lot of people out that are looking for something different. You really have to try to change the narrative of what rejection is. It's not like finding out that a guy just wants to have sex with you is not you being rejected. And that's you rejecting what they want, you know? And just because they handle the rejection poorly, you know, by not, by just disappearing, you don't need to, you shouldn't feel rejected. You, you, you rejected him. He was like, hey, like guys, you should do this and guys want this and blah, blah, blah. And you were like, ew, no. That's you rejecting him. I guess I'm trying to emphasize that it's really important for you to p- figure out what you want to get out of dating and make that the top priority. And, and don't judge yourself for what you want. And you should have certain rules for yourself of like how you want your dating experience to go. And you should feel comfortable communicating that with these men uh, very early on. And it, it's great news to hear a guy say something like, Ooh, I don't like that. That's not for me. No, thank you. Yada, yada, yada. That's just you finding out who they are much faster. That's not you being rejected. That's you saying, this is what I want from you. And then I'm saying, that's not who I am. And you being like, no, thank you.
7: I like that way of thinking much better than feeling rejected. That's
0: entirely just- up to you. But it starts with you being confident in what you're looking for in a relationship. And being good at communicating those expectations early on with these guys. And, and knowing that most of these guys aren't going to be looking... what for what you're looking for and that is great news to find out because you're as i always said you're only looking for one you're not looking to meet a bunch of guys on the apps you're not looking to have a bunch of meaningless sex so because you're only looking for one you should find a lot more men that you're not interested in before you find one unless you're just incredibly lucky and this just journey that you're on might take you know Six months, two years, three years—I don't know. You know, you're gonna go on a handful of dates. You might meet a guy here or there. You might be like, "Oh, I'm I'm kind of excited about this one." You'll call your daughter. You'll be like, "Oh, I met a nice guy. I went on a couple dates. It'll last two or three months, and then maybe you decide you don't like him, or vice versa." You know, I'm just saying, it takes some time. Just because you found love at 19 really fast, it might take a you know a little bit more time, and it's gonna take more time because you know what you you're looking for. You're you know, you're more sure of yourself. You know who you are a lot more now than you did when you were 19. You know, when you were 19, it was like, I don't fucking know. Like, shit, you know. <laughs> I feel horny. I guess I'm in love.
7: <laughs> Not sure it worked out that way for me, but I was yes. going to say, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So, don't be reacting to all these men. The The whole, like, well, I let guys chase is kind of this defeated, the way you're looking at it is very kind of a passive approach. I'll let guys make all the decisions. I'll let you know, decide if they want to hang out with me or not. And if they don't want to hang out with me for any reason, regardless if I'm looking for the same thing as they are, I'm going to feel rejected. That's where you're at right now. And you're, mm-hmm. you're you're wasting a lot of your emotional energy on a bunch of men you actually have zero interest in.
7: I think I just want to go on a date so bad and it's just not happening.
0: Take a break. Yeah, I know that's maybe not what you want to hear, but when it comes to dating, you're going to have to, it, Dating is like working out, you know? You go to the gym six, seven times a week, eventually your body's going to say, hey, we need a break. Dating is mostly stressful. You're meeting strangers and trying to figure out, you know, if you have something in common, that's not easy. Yeah. So I have to
7: get past some of the...
0: You I know, promise sex. you, your I get
7: past the sex. <laughs> I promise
0: you, you, your luck will change when you have a clear picture of what exactly you're looking for in dating, and feel confident in you know your rules, so to speak, and how you're able to communicate with guys up front, and then not seeing that as rejection, because that means you're going to weed a lot of people out very quickly that are not looking for what you're looking for. And then you will get to the actual people that are looking for what you're looking for much faster.
7: Well, you're very, um, very smart and it was very helpful. I appreciate it.
0: Okay. Well, good luck.
7: Well, thanks. All right. Yes. Okay. Thank you for your time. Good luck. You too. All
0: right. Keep us posted. We want an update.
7: Uh, Okay. (laughs) Great. Thank you.
0: All right. Bye-bye.
7: Thank you. Bye.
0: Storyworth. Give the gift from the heart this holiday season. If you're looking for something sentimental and meaningful and something you and your loved ones want can cherish forever, you got to check out Storyworth. Storyworth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It's a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. Every week, Storyworth emails you and your relatives or friend a thoughtful, provoking question of your choice. From their vast pool of possible options, each unique prompts ask questions you've never thought to ask, like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? This is a gift we gave to our father for Father's Day, and everyone loves it in our family. The best memories I had as a kid when we got together and we would hear stories from our parents and our uncles and aunts and our grandparents about when they were kids, put them into a keepsake book that you can get with StoryWorth and have and, and cherish Forever and just really get to know the people that you call mom, call dad, call grandparents. It's such a meaningful and wonderful gift, and something the whole family can enjoy and love. With Storyworth, I'm giving those I love the most thoughtful, personal gift from the heart, and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to Storyworth.com/viall and save ten dollars off your first purchase. That's Storyworth.com/viall to save ten dollars off your first purchase. All right, all you pet people out there, have you checked out Sundays yet? Well, if you haven't, you need to because if you love your dog, you got to know that it's what you feed them is so important to their overall health and wellness and will certainly tack on the days and times that you'll get to spend with your furry loved ones. Sundays contains 90% real meat, 10% vegetables, fruits, and whole grains. In every recipe, you will find natural digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, plus disease-fighting antioxidants. Also, Sundays has a new turkey recipe that's our most pettable recipe yet, and Jeff's new favorite. Dog parents report noticeable health improvements in their pups, including softer fur, healthier skin, better poops, and more energy. With Sundays, every order ships right to your door, so you'll never worry about running out of your dog food again. Plus, get 20% off and free shipping on every subscription order. Sundays cost 40% less than other dog food brands because they don't waste money shipping frozen packages. Instead, they spend on what matters, sourcing the best all-natural ingredients for your pup. We worked out a special offer for our dog-loving listeners. Get 35% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash V-I-A-L-L or use code V-I-A-L-L at checkout. That's SundaysForDogs. S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash V-I-A-L-L. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. How's it going?
5: Good, how are you? Good, what's your name? Uh, my name is Rose and I'm 24.
0: How can I help Rose?
5: Um, I need to stop a wedding in two weeks. Whose wedding? My friend from high school. Um, we were best friends in, like going out in high school.
0: Okay. Uh, why do you need to stop her wedding?
5: Um, it's a guy. So oh,
0: wait. stop his wedding.
5: He reached out to me um, in August or July, and we met up. And he just told me some things that I was like, "You should not be getting married."
0: Like what? What did you say?
5: He told me that like he wasn't happy, basically, and that they were um, on opposite schedules, so like they never saw each other. And he said that she goes to his parents or her parents like every weekend. And that, like, he never gets to see her basically saying, like, he's so unhappy. And then he sent me, like, these text messages after that, like, solidified. I was like, you don't, like, you should not be getting married.
0: Why do you feel like it's your responsibility to break up this wedding?
5: I don't, I see, I don't know. I don't think it is. Like, is it not my business? Like, should I just, like, leave it alone? Like, or should I, like, just go and act like I don't know anything?
0: I mean, there's a happy medium. Have you, and I'm assuming you've expressed to him your thoughts and feelings on this topic?
5: Well, kind of. Like, when we went and got drinks, I was just like, divorce is expensive. Like, you probably should not do this. Like, I don't know. I didn't, like, say, like, why are you going through with it? Because I just didn't feel like it was my place. But.
0: Well, he's coming to you with these concerns. So he's making it your business. Yeah. So you have that going for you. So I don't think you are, um, you know, speaking out of turn by giving him your opinion on the information he's sharing with you.
5: What do you think I would even say, though? Like, just be like, are you sure you want to do this?
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, it was a good start. Hey, <laughs> divorces are expensive. Like, why, why do you want to get married? Like, why are you doing this? But I hope you're not getting married just because you're engaged or just because you have a wedding date, you know, people get married. Cause it well, you...
5: all happened like really fast.
0: Sure. Yeah. You know, whether it was fast or slow. I'm just saying like a lot of people, it's like once the ball's rolling, they feel like they can't stop it, you know? Cause obviously if he calls off the wedding, that's going to be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can reinforce the idea. It's, it, you could say, listen, as scary as it is to call off a wedding, it's a lot easier than getting divorced. And you should only yeah. get married if well, and you are happy. I also
5: happy. Just think, like, in her shoes, like, she should know. Well, yeah. She should know and what? She should know, like, the things that he was saying, I feel like.
0: What is he saying?
5: Well, she, he was, like, saying, like, sexual things in the text messages, like, to you. Asking, like, yeah, to me. So yeah. he
0: was cheating on his fiance with you, essentially. Not that you were asking for. I, I mean, were you. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
1: Well, it seems like it kind of crossed over from like you're like going back and forth, and it's like dirty jokes, like, and then it seemed to be like he was actually maybe legitimately testing a little bit. But even dirty jokes.
5: I what don't did think he say specifically?
0: What did he say specifically?
5: He so we met up, and I live an hour and a half away from like our hometown, so like I was just visiting my parents and hung out with him when I was there. And then I went back home and he texted me. He was like, did you make it home? Whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm home. I'm watching. I showered and watching Grey's Anatomy. And then he said that he should have that I should have stayed. And I was like at my parents' house. They would have loved to see you for sure. And then he was like talking about like coming down to my house. And I was like, yeah, like Hannah and you are welcome anytime. And then he was like, oh, threesome. And like, that's not at all what I meant.
1: Yeah. And then he was like, I'm kidding. I'll talk to her about it when she gets home this weekend. I was kidding. And you were like, I know you still got the dirty jokes, LMAO. He said, can't help it. Only love once. I think he meant live. "Uh, I should have just come down tonight. And you said you could have. And he said, I didn't figure you were ready for the hot dog yet. Two crying, laughing emojis. You said, oh, his name. (laughs) Smiling sweat emoji. He said, I mean, maybe if you'd stayed, I would have given just the tip two crying laughing emojis you said who wants the tip <laughs> who wants just the tip that's no fun he said guess we'll never know you said guess not he said if it did would you tell anyone which is, i think he means if i did would you tell anyone and you said what are you trying to say and he said we're too good of friends to do that and i couldn't do that you said yes correct and good you shouldn't want to and he said please Never mention anything I just said. I think I've had too much to drink. Me drinking and not getting at any action for a while is not good. In all honesty, though, you said you liked being single, and I have a buddy from. So then he tried to set you up with a friend. So those are the text yeah. messages in question, right? What? He's twenty four.
6: Yeah,
0: twenty four.
2: Yeah. If my fiance two weeks before,
5: I'm sorry. Just in general, it doesn't even matter.
7: Were you the invited to the happen. wedding?
5: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, she, like, sent me the invite and, like, messaged me on Facebook. I was like, hey, are you coming? And I was like, yeah.
0: Uh, other than this, which is enough, don't get me wrong, uh, did he express any dissatisfaction with the relationship? Other, I mean, it sounds like he's not getting laid, but, or her?
5: Um, I mean, just that they, like, never spend time together and, like, he wanted to do this, like, other job opportunity that would make him travel a lot and, like, He did it, and then they had, like, an argument about that. So I think he's upset that he's not, like, he's just, like, doing this job, and like, never gets to see her. But, like, he, like, compromised to not do the job he wanted to do. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) What do you think she should do?
2: I mean, the fact fact that this guy, two weeks before his wedding, is texting another woman about taking his hot dog. Is absolutely disgusting.
0: Yeah, that's without question. But she she called in being like, I need to break up a wedding in two weeks. Like, it's not your responsibility. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not. But I think it's interesting that you're invited to the wedding. And to me, the big question is, do you go to the wedding or not? And then the second big question is, assuming you don't go to the wedding, because that's the right choice, uh, how do you communicate that?
2: Yeah. Do you think it's worth her saying Looking back, I feel really uncomfortable about what our conversation was, and I need to tell
5: Bride.
0: bride. Uh, no, I think it's more, wait, that's a fine option if you want to do that. It's also not your responsibility. You don't think
5: the bride should know at all? Like, you don't think that she I should know she that you're saying those things?
0: I, are you friends with her?
5: I mean, like, I know, like, I, we're not friends. So, like, it's I've a fine
0: line. Like, I'm not, you know, I, it, it's a fine line. I guess what I'm trying to say is it would be the right, it would be the noble thing for you to do but I'm just not saying it is your responsibility and it's your job. And if you don't do it, this is all your fault. Like you're not in this relationship. It's not your job to protect this relationship. You didn't ask this guy to reach out to you. I mean, you maybe sent a couple of messages back that like, you know, maybe you shouldn't have, but it sounded like you, you kept for, for the most part, the moral high ground. And I guess maybe like a happy medium would have been, would yeah. be to like message him and say, listen, like, you know, the, our last conversation after thinking about it really just kind of made me feel uncomfortable. Like, to me, that's not a conversation someone who's weeks away from marriage should be having with someone. I don't feel comfortable coming to your wedding. It's not my place to tell so and so about this, but please do not lie about why I'm not coming. And it's up to him to decide whether he wants to tell the truth. You're going to find out eventually whether he told her the truth.
5: That makes sense. And like, I get that part of it. But then it's like, he's already lying to her. Like, he didn't even tell her that we met up and like got drinks. So like, he's already lying to her. He's not going to tell her. He's just gonna be like, oh, she's busy. Mm-hmm. She can't come.
0: So what do you want to do? I mean, I'm not going to stop you from calling her up and telling her, that's for sure. But you called up and be like, hey, I need to break up a, the answer. How do you you know how to break up this wedding? to tell the fucking truth.
1: Screenshots. Yeah. Do what you did to us. Email some screenshots. <laughs> yeah, we have them. But Ugh, I don't know. I
0: it's would give so, him the chance to do so the right messy. thing. Though. I
2: think I think you should. Yeah, I think it should be more of like if, if I'll give you, you know, a day or two to tell her if you want to. But if you don't, like, I will tell her myself.
5: Because it's literally this weekend. Like, it's literally on Saturday. Oh, my God. Oh. <sighs>
0: When you, when you met up with him, what, what, um, in what context did you think you were meeting up?
5: As friends. Like we have been friends for like
0: And how do you, and, and like, I guess what I'm saying is now you're like, well, he, he didn't, he lied to her about meeting up with me. How do you know that? Like, why didn't
5: he told, he said that he said he, that in the messages oh, and he told me before like, or after you we met her
0: he's like, there. Oh, oh, so you got there and he was like, I didn't tell her I was going to meet up with you.
5: Yeah, and he was like, she was calling him while we were sitting there. I was like, oh, like, are you going to answer that? He was like, no, she doesn't know that I'm here.
0: And to be clear, you have no interest in this guy.
5: I don't know. I don't think so. Mm. Like, no, that's a I yes. I'm sorry. Always... That was a yes. You, that was a yes. You paused.
1: <laughs> you paused. And if it was a no, it would have been an immediate no. I I, I just think this oh is my... a
0: this is a real messy situation. And I, it's like it's, it's. I know. First of all, there's. The problem but is, like, the problem is there's almost, they're getting married this Saturday, right?
2: No, literally. By the time this like episode, by the time this
0: episode, by the time this episode airs, this wedding will have already, well, maybe not happened, but there's no guarantee they don't go through with it.
2: <laughs> no, they could still go through with the wedding, knowing what, I think they need to go in knowing what we know
0: are you hoping to break this up because you think she deserves another truth or like deep down are you like hoping he doesn't get married to yeah. him because you're interested
5: no like i think she needs to, i have my own fucked up relationship so like i don't even like need to entertain that right now it's really just i want her to know
2: I will say at the beginning it seemed like you wanted it for like him to just be happy and that like they didn't see each other and they weren't really happy and you didn't want him to have to go through a divorce. And now like that we've read the text, it's more like you want her to know. So maybe it's both?
5: Yeah, both. I think it's both. Yeah. It's not about me having feelings for him. Like we've always been friends and he's always just like been there for me. And like my friends have always said that like he they think something's there, but Nothing's ever happened. And I've never acted on it, kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, you. I think you you played it quite well in the text where the second he's talked about staying, you're bringing up his fiance as in like, oh yeah, you two should come anytime. Like, you, yeah, no, yeah. I, I get you it. tried and to like, make it PG.
0: Yeah, I think because he's your friend. I think you owe it to the friendship. You know, not that you, you know, you do. You owe it to the friendship. He made a he made a mistake. I don't know what his character is. I don't, you know, maybe this is maybe him acting out out of holy shit. I'm getting married. It's all happening fast. This is not excusing his actions. I'm just, um, people have done far worse with partners. You know, I'm just like, you are dropping a nuclear bomb potentially on this relationship days before their wedding for, um, some inappropriate text messaging. Yeah. And so, It's not okay. She has the right to know, but I do feel like you need to give him the heads up and just say, well, one, that made me really uncomfortable. You know, I didn't appreciate that. Like, I feel like I'm in a tough position. So it's, you reach, I I would reach out some version of, hey, I've been thinking about our last interaction. The conversation we had made me feel really uncomfortable um, for a lot of reasons. And it feels wrong. to be, to attend a wedding knowing what happened or what you said, and just let them know that you won't be going to the wedding.
5: So you don't think I should go at all? Absolutely not. Okay.
0: And then you say, and you just, as a friend, I think the right thing for you to do is to tell her why I'm not coming. I would kind of th- suggest that you're going to tell her. Imagine, okay. Okay. He's got a wedding a few days away. He gets a text from you. He's already like, hey, promise not to tell anyone? You call him up a couple days later. Just kidding. I actually think I might tell someone. And you kind of make that threat, so to speak. Is he going to... What's he going to do? Is he just going to get married and hope that you don't say anything? That's one option. But what's stopping you from sending the screenshots to her?
2: That's the thing. It's like you are doing a friendly thing in the fact that you're saying... I think you should tell her, like, you're, you're giving him the head start. She should hear it from you before I talk to her.
0: Yeah, that's what you say. I don't want her to hear this from me. It should come from you.
2: Hear this from me first, because yeah. then that's more of an implication.
5: Well, and then do you think that'll, like, ruin our friendship? Like, that I'm, like...
0: Uh, that's not the concern. We yeah. are having a conversation with you, and our... We're interpreting this conversation as you calling in saying, I want to do the right thing. What is that? So yeah, this is our answer on what yeah. we think the right thing is. And unfortunately for you, like, yeah, this friend, it, it, this guy's about to get married. What, what friendship are you trying to save?
5: True, yeah. And I mean, I see him like maybe once a year. So
0: and it's not, like, like, it's also just the fact that you aren't 100% certain that you don't see him as anything other than a brother. It's inappropriate for you to even want to maintain that friendship, the fact that he's in a relationship. That's yeah. the right thing. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you're interested in doing the right thing, but that's the right thing. And then, uh, you know, when you, Say, hey, listen. You you reach out. This made uh, the conversation made me feel uncomfortable. I'm not going to come to the wedding. I hope that you want to do the right thing, and I think the right thing is for you to tell her before she hears it from me. Yeah. And then you can finish okay. by saying, "Listen, I'm sure you're really upset right now that I'm saying this to you, but I think you're a good guy, and I care about you as a person, and I don't want you a to get married to someone maybe you shouldn't get married to, and b if you still want to get married, I hope that you do. I mean, I, I, if you still want to get married, then get married. But I want you to like do the right thing. And she has the right to know who she's marrying. Okay, and whether okay. you actually okay. tell her or not, I think if it stops there, you've done enough.
5: So like, if I text him that and then he says something like, no, like I still want you to come to the wedding. like Absolutely not. What do I say then? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay.
0: Well, if, he, if if his only response to that message is, I still want you to come to the wedding, then, I don't know, maybe fucking tell her. I don't know.
2: And you want to ensure, too, <laughs> there's a chance that if he brings this up, he's showing her text, she's pulling up his phone and looking at this, you want to ensure that, like, every future communication you have is, like, perfect. That, like, her eyes can be on it, and you have done everything, like, above the law. Does
0: well, make uh, sense? You, you know, she... She's going to hate you too probably by the way. But that doesn't really matter. Because you weren't totally above the board. Right? You were like I, I didn't you say, I it's was like a B like, minus. You were like a B minus.
1: Yeah, like if you were if this was your boyfriend with his friend. And he's like meeting, you know what I mean like it's like you you that's not what you would want.
0: Yeah, the no one likes just the tip. Come on, you know.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, doesn't mean you're yeah. a horrible person. Yeah, like you made a
0: mistake. It's not the end of the day. You're conscious came clean and you felt bad about it but I'm just saying you didn't ace the test and she's gonna probably be pissed about that
5: yeah and yeah that's fair and she has so the right to be, be too.
0: yeah so yes I whether you actually tell her or not is kind of up to you and I, I just think it's so me- like it's the reason why it's messy is because it's like if you guys fucked or, or if he knew he fucked someone else then it's like you gotta fucking tell her but this is, like, somewhere, like, maybe he, again, it's not okay if he was drunk, but, like, she could probably get over this, so to speak. And it's, like, you're kind of throwing a grenade yeah. right before, you not know, giving him no time to work through it, and we get couples, they're wedding a couple days away. <laughs> so, the smallest amount of betrayal will feel so big, and it's it's very sticky. But It's a th- lot. It's his bad. But, yeah. at a minimum... You don't go to the wedding and you communicate to him why, and you tell him what you think he should do, and you give him every reason to think that you're going to tell her and that you have the screenshots. And what you decide to do after that, you know, your call. But I think you doing that is enough to, uh, that's you doing your part. Do we have a plan? How do you feel about this plan?
5: Okay, I'll text him. Okay. And I don't like to like do these kinds of things. Like I don't want to, I'm very much people pleaser. I don't want people to be mad at me. Like that's okay. It stresses me out. (laughs) I understand,
0: but you're doing the right thing and learn from this mistake. Like, like just don't let this mistake repeat itself. You know what acing this test looks like meeting up with him for drinks, him saying, my fiance doesn't know I'm here. And you saying, well, I shouldn't be here then. And then ending that meetup yeah. immediately. That's acing the test. And then if he were to text you stuff, not even do, not doing the banter back and forth, immediately being like, what are you doing? This is inappropriate. Are you sure you want to get married? Okay. You don't sound like a guy who's ready to get married. And in that moment, you should have gone hard to the paint and questioning whether he's actually ready. That would have been acing the test. And again, I'm not trying to make you feel bad about not acing the test. I'm just saying, learn from this. You Know as, as difficult as it might be, you may maybe you're doing both of these people a favor because you're I wouldn't want to get married under these terms, but she also might marry them anyways. You know, you don't really know before we, we're gonna we have to go, but what do you just What are you gonna text them?
5: I'm gonna say, Hey, the last time that we met and the text messages that followed made me feel uncomfortable, and I don't feel like I should go to the wedding, and I think that you should tell her.
0: No, as I, don't say said. I don't think I should go to the wedding. I won't be coming to your wedding.
5: Yeah, I'll say I th- won't be coming. OK,
1: the phrase like we crossed a line or like it crossed a line. So I won't be coming to the wedding.
5: OK, and then say you need to tell her first. Or don't I not say first. Do I just yeah. say you need to tell her
0: as your friend. I think I want to say that she deserves to know. And you know, I think you're a good guy. I think you're better than this, but the you you need to do the right thing. And the right thing is to tell her before I do.
5: Okay. And like go into a, like something like you shouldn't go into a marriage, like with this, like out there, not out there,
0: whatever you want to add to it. That's up to you in terms of, but I think that part is obvious. You shouldn't know that.
5: Okay. okay.
0: But it's not your job okay, to I'll tell him to why saying. he should get married.
1: And if he's like, comes back and he's like, I was just super drunk. Like, I'm like, I know I fucked up. And you're like, okay, like, tell Tell, her that. Tell her that. Tell her that. Like, I'm not saying how big of a deal this is. I'm just saying that it's a big enough deal that she certainly deserves to know.
0: And more than anything, I'm not coming and she's going to wonder why. And I'm not going to lie to her.
5: Okay, Yeah, I like that. Like, I'm not going to. Like, don't make me lie to her. Like, no, you need no, to I'm, her. Not I'm not going, going to
0: lie to her. I'm
5: no, okay. You saying you're not going to the you're, wedding you're, and you're not going to lie?
0: Yeah, you saying don't make me lie to her is suggesting to him that he has the power, the power to make you not lie. You're literally saying, okay. convince me to lie. Not literally, but you're basically saying that.
5: Yeah. Okay. I will not lie to
1: her, and I will not come to the wedding. I'm not coming to the wedding, and I will not lie to her about why.
0: And okay. I think she should find out from you.
7: Yeah.
1: Boom.
2: Okay. Got it. Okay. Incredible. I care strong about strong wording. And say, you I, are
0: certain. I care about you as a person. I'm I'm doing this because I want to do the right thing. I hope you do too.
5: Okay. I'm just nervous on the bat. Like, what he's gonna reply? With? Like, what he's gonna say?
0: Not a lot. In fact, you send it. Block him. I don't know.
5: Block him. Holy shit.
0: I, I, or, or just, but okay. like his 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 response okay. isn't going to be positive. You need to expect Even after, that.
5: Even like being friends for all that time.
0: <sighs> I mean, whatever. He was a high school friend. Okay. Whatever. You know, like um, news. It's those those friendships don't last. He's getting <laughs> okay. married.
5: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're
0: right. The only way you guys have a chance of being friends is if he doesn't get fucking married. In which case, he's going to thank you for doing this.
5: But if that's all it takes for.
6: I don't know. Like, it's not, it's it not
0: your job to figure out his life. It is, it's what your job okay. is, is to do the right thing and let him figure out whether he wants to be a good person or not. And then you should hold him accountable for what kind of person he decides he wants to be. And then you can decide, do you want good people in your life or not good people in your life? You know?
5: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'll do it. All right. Let us know.
0: All right. Good luck.
5: Okay. All right. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Good luck on the baby too, by the way. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening. Don't forget uh, reality recap tomorrow. No going deeper this week. Have a, an amazing Thanksgiving with whoever you are with. Love your hug ones. There we go. See you tomorrow. Bye.